We are live. We are live. Hi, friends. Hi, friends. I hope you guys are doing well. I told you that I will be back in 10 minutes with a special guest, and we are here. So um, I hope today has been a blessed day for you and that you have been um, just getting work done and, you know, taking time out for yourself. So, of course, today is Thursday Business Wellness Training, and we are talking about websites. Okay, so we are talking about about websites and developing um, marketing strategies that are going to support you in pushing your websites, um, you know, to your potential clientele. So I'm truly excited about that. So let me welcome Mr. Alice. Alice has been an amazing support over this last couple of, I guess, weeks um, that I've known him just talking to me and helping me to think a little bit differently about my website and in marketing strategies as well well but I'm going to share just a little bit about his um, from his bio and I want you guys to chime in and make sure that you are asking questions throughout this wellness training okay all right so Alex is the founder of boutique websites boutique websites has been a marketing expert in the wedding industry and has helped numerous event businesses craft effective marketing strategies and captivating websites and guys I've saw I've seen some of these websites and they are amazing he is the founder of the Toronto events network and has been featured in the expert as an expert in Ignite magazine and other industry outlets. Alex is also a regular speaker in the wedding industry and speaks about marketing, business and sales. Some organization Alex has spoken at includes Seneca College, WPIC, um, Special Events Boutique and etc. Currently, Alex is in the process of launching the Wedding International Professional Association. That is a big deal. Great job. Toronto, he's going to be doing that in Toronto and his digital marketing vlog, the digitalweddingpro.com. So thank you so much, Alex, for joining us in the Event Therapy Lounge. I cannot wait to see what you have to share with us on tonight. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Event Therapy Network in our lounge. Thank you so much for the uh, introduction. I am so happy to be here and so excited to share what I've learned through my work as a website designer uh, for the wedding industry. Awesome, awesome. So Sharita, um, do you wanna stay here or do you wanna go and and then do your live afterwards. <laughs> I'm gonna do live afterwards. So the stage is yours. We can go, I can go ahead and chime out and I'll be watching um, from my <laughs> page. <laughs> awesome, another viewer, that's great. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so let's uh, get started here. Awesome. All right, thank you, thank you. Perfect. So this is my presentation, your website's potential, unleashing your website's full potential and how to thrive in any market. Before I start, I just wanna give a little bit more of a bio about myself. Uh, I work exclusively with the wedding industry all around the world. So I work with different florists, different uh, venues, wedding planners, uh, caterers, and they're all around the world. Some of my clients are in London, England, mostly in the US and Canada. Myself, I am based in Canada in Toronto um, and as Sharissa was um, um, 
sharing my bio, I am also launching the Wedding International Professional Association here in Canada for the very first time. So we're in the process of doing that. Awesome. Okay, so let's uh, get started. A lot of my presentation is based on knowledge that I've gotten through working with hundreds of wedding businesses around the world. So a lot of the backend stuff I'm going to be showing you. And then at the end, I'm going to show you some tips as well. Now, as you notice on the bottom right, I prepared a very, very special bonus. So for those of you that are watching this presentation, even later on, the first 10 people that emails me will get a 25 minute one-on-one -on -one consult. I'm going to send you or reveal to you exactly what your website is currently ranking for on Google for the top 10 pages, all the keywords, where you're ranking, like what page you're ranking at, what order, and share some tips specifically for your business and how to rank higher than where you are right now. All right, so let's get started. All right, so I know that a lot of you are watching this. Some of you might know what SEO, UX, CTAs are. Uh, if you do know, put it in the comments on this post and let me know if you do know so I know where, where I should focus more of my time on. So does anybody know what SEO is, UX, or CTAs? All very techy, but all very important when it comes to your marketing. So I'm gonna jump in and quickly just go through what SEO is. SEO is search engine optimization. Basically, it's just how Google um, ranks your website. And if you are very much optimized with your search engine optimization, then you would rank higher on Google. Ideally, you wanna be on the first page or the first three positions where most of the traffic will come in. UX, not as many people talk about this one. UX is the user interface. This is really, really important because Google is starting to track what people's behaviors are when they're on your website. So Google is gonna rank you on first page for whatever keyword. If people start clicking on your website and they're not having a good experience, Google actually measures the behavior. So if you have good behaviors, like people are actually going through your pages and then contacting you at the end, that is great. Google's gonna send more traffic to you. If people jump onto your page and then they push back, that's really not good. So behavior and the user experience, it works hand in hand, really, really important. And CTA simply stands for call to action. So anything that's clickable on your website is a call to action and creatively making uh, different types of buttons on your page that is clickable, uh, working well with your user experience is so important. All right, so a supercharged website. What does a ideal website look like? Well, a supercharged website basically is ranking for all the relevant keywords um, to your business on first three positions or even first page. So if you're a wedding planner in the city of Vail, Colorado, for example, you want it to be ranking for best wedding planner in Vail, Colorado, uh, wedding planner, Vail, Colorado, 
wedding planner near me, uh, veil, weddings, etc., etc. So all these are highly competitive, relevant keywords that have lots of traffic every single month. You want it to be ranking really high for that. And a supercharged website would be ranking really high for those competitive keywords. And basically, your website should be working for you 24-7. At no point in time should it be offline. If you're using a hosting platform uh, that doesn't have much resources, so for example, if you're using um, this company's hosting platform and you're paying for their lowest package, chances are if there are 10 people, 15 people on your website at the same time, it'll start to lag. So you don't want that. A supercharged website will never lag. It will always be functioning really fast, loading really fast. Um, how it's developed, the code is extremely elegant, so super fast loading, and it should never be down. And it should be very reactive, very fast. Uh, love at first sight to book now. So we talked a little bit about UX, UX uh, user interface. So having someone know about your business or searching for a specific keyword and found your business on your site for the first time they're in love. You've painted their vision, especially their wedding vision. And from there, they look a little bit more into your galleries. They love you even more. And then they click on the book now button and book you right on the spot. You want it to be extremely streamlined. You want it to be user-friendly and easy to just book you right on the spot. And I'm going to show you some examples of how to, how I've done that for my clients and how you could hopefully inspire you to uh, do the same in different ways. Okay. So let's go to the next one, the pre-work. Okay. So, you know, having uh, lots of marketing knowledge and trainings, this presentation, I'm going to be talking about things that are specifically to your website. So this is the pre-work. Um, the pre-work is what this presentation is not about. So a lot of businesses, they need to find their brand message first. They need to have their niche, knowing exactly what their target audience looks like. Um, they have to have some traction on Google. So if your website is brand new, out of the box first day and you build it yourself and there's no traction, Google's not finding you anywhere, this presentation might be a little bit too advanced for you. Uh, you have to be able to understand what you are currently ranking for and what pages or how far from first page you are ranking for those keywords. Now, if you haven't, then this bonus on the bottom right hand side, email me and we will schedule a call and we'll go over all the keywords that you are currently ranking for. So this presentation is not about what you are currently ranking for, but if you haven't, if you don't know what you are currently ranking for, definitely take advantage of the bonus. First 10 people, I'll schedule a call with you guys and then we'll go through it specifically for you, your business and your website. And then having a game plan, that's also with the bonus, we're gonna have a game plan prepared for you. So now that we've gotten over what this presentation is not about, let's jump into what it is about. The elements, the three things that I'm really focusing on is the user experience, the development of your website. So not many people talk about that because 
right now a lot of uh, do-it-yourself platforms are out there and you know for example WordPress you're using all these other people's plugins uh, and all you know someone else's template and then you mesh it together and you know on the front end it might look pretty good it might be actually really good but on the back end it, it's probably not very nice and what I mean by that is that it's not uh, functioning uh, the most efficient way. So slow loading might be a symptom of bad development in the back end. Um, security is a huge issue, especially with WordPress. And we'll talk more about that once we're in that subject. And last but not least is search engine optimization. Okay, so uh, if anybody has any questions so far, just put it into the post. Um, I'm going to make a little bit of a pause later on and check on these posts. And if there is a question, I will definitely answer it at that point in time. Let's go to the next slide. The user experience. Now, how many of you guys have Google Analytics installed on your website or any sort of tracking on your website right now? Just comment on the post and let me know. Okay. I'm gonna show you a video actually. Um, let's go into, let me share a different screen. I guess. Perfect. I hope most of you guys can see my screen right now. So this is an example of me setting up the tracking using Facebook Pixel. Now, as you can see, I can basically highlight different buttons and then select an event and then track the user experience using the Facebook Pixel. Facebook Pixel gives you a lot of insight when it comes to user experience. Uh, this way of tracking uses less code. If you just simply search online right now on how to install the Facebook Pixel on your website, uh, there should be a lot of instruction and it's not hard at all. It's very easy actually. So being able to install this, you can see the customer's journey and see how you can optimize your website. So for example, people are not spending time or they're not clicking a certain button. Maybe we should remove it or maybe we should change it in a way that uh, attracts more traffic going through the, that button and going through that page. So this is really, really important. Um, Google Analytics gives you some insight as well. But in this example, it's really about the, uh, the user experience being tracked through Google, uh, Facebook Pixel. And later on, when you run Facebook ads, Facebook is extremely smart. It actually takes all the information that it's collected on your website and then allow them to understand your audience a little bit more. So very cool. Let's go back to the presentation. Um, screen share, screen share, and application window. Really, really great. 
Okay, the user experience. This is really cool. I gotta share my other <laughs> other screen again. So bear with me. Awesome. So new but not different. Uh, I'm gonna be sharing with you a few different websites that I've built. So I wanted you to notice how I can do things that are different, uh, that's new, but not completely different. So let's go through this one, for example. So this is actually a website that I've been working on. And doing something that's a little bit different than, uh, or a little bit new, a little bit different, but not completely different, um, generates a lot of interest and people wanting to explore more of your website. So here we see a floating navigation. The intro is actually pretty cool here. So you see like a pretty interesting intro, especially if you're here for the first time, you get to see this makeup artist and her work here. And then these buttons are animated. So it's very, very clickable. This floating navigation, when you scroll, it will actually attach itself to the top. So that's a little bit of a interesting uh, effect. A lot of this has to do with SEO. So a lot of the keywords are showing up here. There are interesting call to actions. So remember we talked about CTAs. This is a good example of call to actions. All right, let's go to another website. Let's go to this one. So this is a bridal uh, store in Cincinnati, Ohio. They are part of the reading district. So it's, they are in a very competitive uh, field. So for example, just in their block, there have been about 10 or 12 different bridal shops um, just like them. And they came to me wanting to do something very different. They came to me because they wanted to be ranking high and they wanted an experience where people see it and they wanted to book and create that experience for their visitors. Um, during the pandemic, they closed for two months, but from our conversations on the first month that they got them back, they recovered all the lost revenue and even more. Um, and we just launched it right before the pandemic. So it's been ranking really, really high and lots of people are booking appointments and they've been doing really, really well, even though we've been hit by this crazy COVID-19 uh, pandemic. So why is this website so successful? I wanted to show you a, an interesting way of doing this menu. So if I click here, People really wanted to be able to search by the price or by the gown or even by the shape of their body. So if they're looking for a, um, let's go into here. They're looking for a fitted gown, a A-line or a ball gown. They can easily just click on these pages and go into a page where it shows all of the um, uh, dresses in that category. So going back to the homepage, if I were a bride, I would easily be able to book now without leaving their website. So bridal stylist, I can choose a date and choose a time and I can book an appointment right here, right now. 
And this is on every page. As you can see, it's part of the navigation. When you scroll, you see that the top screen gets darker and the menu actually tucks itself onto the top right corner. So there's just a little bit more. Call to action buttons right over here. This is their feature gown. So whatever gowns they want to feature. And whenever they post on Instagram, this will automatically update. So here's another example. Um, this is Kira Weddings and Events. Again, with the video. Just another website that I wanted to quickly show you. An interesting um, testimonial section. And then whenever they write a blog post, this will update by itself. And last but not least, this is a venue. Um, what's very interesting about it is also the menu. When you click on it, it appears on the right. Now, if you exit the menu and you start scrolling, the menu tucks itself again on the top left. And it will follow you. As soon as you start scrolling up again, it will come back to the center. Call to action buttons in design in a different way. Featured galleries and events. Okay, great. Let's go back to the presentation. Um, let's see here. Stop screen share and screen share again, but by application. Back to the presentation. New but not different. When I say new, those examples of how a website can be newly designed in a different way makes it unique. You're, you're trying to give a unique experience for someone coming to your site, making yourself stand out amongst the crowd, uh, but not different, not so different that people are confused about where the menu is or how to navigate your website. Interaction triggered animation. So in my examples that I was showing you, a lot of times when I do something like scroll or mouse over or click something and animation gets triggered. So what I'm trying to do in these websites that I design is that I'm trying to create a conversation between the visitor and your website. When the visitor does something like scroll, mouse over something or click something an animation gets triggered or when they load the page and animation gets triggered. So having that experience built into your website is great because they're getting to know you, your brand, your business, just from navigating and experiencing your website. And that's something that's really, really important. And the balance of minimal text and good SEO. Google cannot read your images. As you can see, there's a lot of visual um, experiences when it comes to my websites, but there's a lot of text as well kept at a minimal that's optimized specifically for keywords that these businesses are trying to rank for. So when you're designing or doing it yourself, make sure you balance that minimal text with good SEO. And if you want to know your keywords, definitely send me that email and we can book an appointment and we can go through your website and see what you are currently ranking for. Because if you're already ranking for it on Google, maybe on fourth page or sixth page, 
Google is already favoring you for it. And if you use it on your website in, in a better way, using those keywords more often in strategic ways, you will naturally get to rank higher and hopefully on first page. Okay, so let me see if there's any questions here. Should we have CDAs on the website? Okay, so there's a question. How many times should we have a call to action on a website? This is a great question and it's really, really important. I would say on the homepage, when people come onto the homepage, they're looking for things to click. You don't want to spam the experience by putting too many call to actions. So on the websites that I've shown you, you would see, um, you know, the navigation is part of, you know, the call to actions because it's all clickable. But beyond the call to, uh, beyond the primary navigation, there are normally two or three on the very top before you scroll. And as soon as you scroll down a little bit, there should be three to five different call to actions. They could be linked uh, words, like words that link into different pages, or they could be a big square with a image on there, as you saw in my examples, where it's clickable. Um, and then beyond that, in the bottom and even in the footer, there should be quite a few call to actions. I wouldn't want to give you a specific number. Every business is different, but just think about the experience. If you understand the people that are visiting your website and how they are exploring your website and uh, going through different pages, you will understand that, okay, on the homepage, I need this many call to actions. When people are on the homepage, they're looking for things to click and you want to make things and elements on your website really, really interesting and really like interested and tempted, uh, tempting to click on. Hopefully that answers your question. And if uh, everybody or anybody wants to go through those examples again, definitely um, put it in the comments and we can talk about that. Perfect. Um, I will put my information in the comments. So the email to take advantage of the bonus. The bonus will be showing up at the end on the very last slide as well. So if you guys wanted to just get a pen and paper or type it into your computer at that point in time, at the very end of the presentation, definitely do that. Um, and I'll put it in the comments as well. Development. Now, a lot of people have asked, what is the difference uh, between a template and a custom hand-coded website? A lot of people are going towards the templates and maybe even paying someone to customize a template because nobody knows why a hand-coded expensive website is worth and why, why you should um, the pros and cons, basically, the pros and cons of a hand-coded website versus a template. So there are definitely a lot of different templates out there. Um, if you wanted to test a custom website that's done properly, um, especially by someone who knows SEO and someone who knows design and development, these three skills are super important 
if you're getting a hand-coded website. Why? It's because one of the things is the speed. So on the left-hand side, you see this screen that I have here. This is actually a screenshot of one of my sites. So here it tells you how fast your website's loading and it gives you a score actually. Um, for templated sites, on average, I would say you will get a 60 as a score. Uh, the hand-coded sites that I've built, I've obviously optimized the, the speed and I put it through this test to see what I can do to improve it. And those scores are 80 plus, 80 and above. If you get a 50 to 60, it's basically the average because a lot of people are using templates. Average is okay, it's average. You want it as fast as possible. Google is actually ranking websites that are loading faster um, than, than, like loading faster to be ranked higher uh, than versus ranking a website that's very slow. Because again, it's user experience. If a website is taking too long to load, uh, people will not wait, especially the mobile experience they would just bounce. So they would push back and leave your site right away. And as I said before, Google does measure the speed of your website. So hand-coded websites, you get this custom, beautiful experience. Anything can be changed, manipulated, created. And a lot of times when you see a custom-coded uh, website, especially done properly, these websites are very different, as you saw in those um, examples that I showed you. So it really does focus on the user experience. The code in the background is all coded specifically for my client, so there's no redundancy in code. A lot of times, and you know what, let me use WordPress as an example. So how I see WordPress personally is that you take a template that someone else designed, you take maybe 10 to 15 plugins that someone, 10 or 15 other designers or uh, developers came up with, and you kind of mesh them together like Frankenstein. Now, these code don't always work together efficiently. So there's a lot of additional code to ensure that the plugin works. And because of that, there's a lot of redundancy and there's a ton of like inefficient code in the back end that you cannot see. That's why in the front end, it may look okay, but on the back end, there's a lot that you need to make sure is efficient. Um, and some of the ways that you can do that is minifying your CSS code, your JavaScript, if you're using JavaScript, uh, and the HTML. So minifying that will make it load a lot faster. Uh, if your website is not SSL certified, so um, on the top left of your browser where you type in the URL to go into a website, like the domain name, right beside it, there will be a icon. And if you click on it and it says your connection to the site is not secure, it means that you haven't installed the SSL certificate to your website and you should definitely look into that. Uh, Google actually had had a um, statement out saying that they're gonna start giving a tiny boost to websites that are secured and, and that's a good thing. So they are trying to promote a safer online experience and you want to have the SSL uh, certificate installed. And last but not least is the 301 redirect. So I've seen a lot of website designers out there um, and 
when they redo your site, they just upload the new site and da da, they're done. It's uploaded. Now the issue with that is that they forgot to do the 301 redirects. So what that means is your domain name uh, for each page. So for example, going into the blog, uh, it might be your domain name.com. So let's use my website, for example, boutiquewebsites.ca slash blog. Let's say that was my old domain. And when my designer built my brand new website, he changed all of the different domains for the blog page, for the gallery page, all of them. And that's pretty natural. It's, it's a normal thing to have happen. So the new website is boutiquewebsites.ca slash our blog. Now, because it says our blog, Google needs to recrawl your website. And whatever Google has been ranking for boutiquewebsites.ca slash blog, my old domain for my blog page, now is going into a broken page. Now, that's, that's really bad because when it's going to a broken page, Google basically is serving your broken page to visitors. And because of that, it's actually hurting Google as a business. Why is Google such a great uh, business? And why are people using Google as their search engine of choice? Because it's serving the best content. But when you do something like relaunch a website and then you all of a sudden you got all these broken pages that belongs to your domain name, it's basically uh, hurting Google's business. And basically Google doesn't want to be serving a broken page. Now a 301 redirect is when you, when someone types in the old URL and your developer or your designer made, you know, did the coding behind it. So it creates a 301 redirect. It's a permanent redirect. So when someone goes to your old page, it automatically gets redirected to the new page. That way Google can crawl it properly and follow the link and start serving your new uh, page for your blog in this example onto, onto Google's ranking. And therefore, nobody went into a broken page, which is great because Google, the last thing Google wants to do is to serve your website to a broken page. So these are just some things to look out for, if, especially if you're using a template. Uh, but when you use hand-coded on a very high level, basically they have a custom experience built specifically for your business. The development is clean, it's fast loading, there's no security issues, you're not using somebody else's code, all the code is built specifically for you versus a template, you're using all these plugins and, temp uh, and templates. And last but not least is that the SEO is, is much better, there's a lot more potential for your website because it's been hand-coded specifically for you, the development, the speed of it, I mean, there's over 200 factors that Google looks at when it comes to ranking websites. So some of the factors is how fast it loads, how clean the code is. Uh, the cleaner the code, the better, because Google is actually crawling your code. And do you understand your current ranking for the keywords that your website is ranking for? And are you using those keywords to optimize uh, your website to rank even higher? Um, the Blush Bridal website, that I showed you in my example, when we relaunched it, they jumped up all the way to first page for some of the most competitive keywords 
in the bridal industry in Cincinnati. So anybody searching for bridal dresses or wedding dresses in Cincinnati, they're popping up in the first page. And before they were ranking pretty high for it. I mean, they were on the top 10 pages, like sixth page or seventh page. Some of them are closer to the top, like fourth or fifth page. But because we understood where they are ranking, we were able to optimize specific pages to those specific keywords. And all we did was relaunch their website and they jump up to the first page. Now, not all keywords jumped up to the first page, but there was an improvement in all of those keywords that they were currently ranking for. And they started to rank for keywords they were not even ranking for on the top 10 pages. So a good example is that before we did their website, they were ranking quite well. I mean, they had over 50 keywords on the first 10 pages of Google. Now, after we relaunched, there was over a hundred and that is amazing, especially when it's really relevant to their business. So when it comes to SEO on a hand coded site, especially done by someone who understands or is certified as an SEO specialist who hand coded the sites and designed that experience, everything multiplies itself. So if you get a designer to do your website, that's great. If you get a developer and a designer to do your website, it multiplies upon itself. And if you get a designer, a developer and an SEO specialist to do your website, it just multiplies the results times three times itself. Results square. <laughs> okay, I spend a lot of time on this slide. Let's jump to the next one. SEO, I mean, I kind of talked about it, but how I like to talk about SEO is that uh, there's on-site SEO. There is something called off-site SEO. So off-site is really, most of it has to do with backlinks and I'll talk more about that. And then the last but not least is content creation. So it could be blog posts and stuff like that. On-site SEO is how the website is built and understanding the keywords and then optimizing your website for those keywords so that you jump up several pages, hopefully to the top. And when we build these sites, we try to optimize it to the maximum degree. So when we build a website for our clients, SEO is built as part of the foundation of their website. Now, as they are launched and they keep doing businesses, maybe they get featured on a magazine or they become a guest blogger. And then every time they do something like that, or they're featured in a, um, or their weddings get featured on the magazine or blog, uh, they get a backlink. So if you get a lot of great websites to link back to you, that's called backlinking. What is a backlink? So what a backlink is, is when people click on something on like their web, someone else's website. So a website that's not yours and it links back to you, to your website, that is a backlink. The more backlinks you have in a worldwide web, the better it is, but not all backlinks are equal. Some backlinks uh, are worth more. So if you get a backlink from someone who just started their website yesterday, it's probably not worth much. But if you get a backlink from a high trafficked website that's been around for a long time, like a magazine or a blog, and they have a ton of black backlinks going back to them and lots of traffic and they're linking back to you, it basically is like Google sees that blog or website vouching for you. And the more of those links linking back to you, 
the better it is. Now, if you get a website from a .edu, so education, .edu, a lot of like universities and um, education-based uh, uh, organizations would have that, or .gov, like government, if they link back to you, they're worth even more. Like those are special websites. And if you can get those uh, websites to link back to you, even better. But normally a wedding business will get majority of their backlinks through just simply um, sending their weddings to be featured, being a guest blogger on one of these uh, bigger websites and then getting backlinks from there and winning awards, like winning wedding awards in our industry those are all great. So backlinks are great um, and content creation. Content creation is either your website naturally just has a lot of pages or uh, you have a website that has a lot of blog pages. So the more you blog, the more um, content you have on your website. So again, on the bottom, you see first 10 emails to alex at boutiquewebs.com. Make sure the subject line is presentation bonus. And I will give you all the keywords that you are currently ranking for on the top 10 pages of Google. I will give you a list of up to 10 websites that are currently backlinking to your website. And I'll give you a 20 minute SEO strategy. So a game plan on what to do with this uh, newly found knowledge. So definitely take action now. If you haven't sent me an email, send it to me right now. Um, wanted to go through some notes that you can do yourself. So let's say, you know, after this presentation, you're like, okay, I gotta make my website and my business better and get it as close as possible to its full potential. And how do you do that? Well, make sure your website has minimal text and good SEO definitely email me so you find out what keywords you're currently ranking for. This is a free complimentary session with me, not someone else, um, just myself. And every time I say we, I mean me, because that's the only person in my, in my business. And yeah, definitely understand the keywords that you're currently ranking for. And make sure that you have minimal text and good SEO. So having that good balance of imagery and experience, uh, as well as um, words and text that Google can read. Speed optimization, take advantage of this tool. This is actually provided by Google PageSpeeds. And if you run your website through this Google PageSpeed, you're gonna see how to, like your score, but also how to optimize your website better. To get more backlinks, definitely submit your weddings to blogs and magazines because these blogs and magazines have lots of traffic. They've been around for a while. They have a lot of link back, uh, linking back to them. So if they link back to you, especially if they link back to you multiple times, even better. The more you submit your weddings, the more backlinks you get. And be consistent with blogging. A lot of times uh, I see wedding businesses, you don't, you can't really see the results right away. And I think that's the main cause why people are not blogging as much or consistently. Um, definitely, if you can start blogging like once a month and then jump up to once every two weeks and then eventually once a week, that would be ideal. If you understand the keywords that you're currently ranking for and you're trying to rank higher, 
write about those specific topics. So wedding planners in Vail, Colorado, uh, Chicago, in New York, um, top 10 venues, wedding venues in Chicago, for example. Those are great uh, blog topics if you're trying to rank for weddings or wedding planner or wedding services in Chicago. Okay, great. And I'm going to answer some of your um, questions for sure. Let's see here. Charissa, do I qualify? Yes, you do. Send me that email. <laughs> Tiffany, how often do you recommend blogging to get better SEO? That's great. Um, I think I just answered it. Any sort of consistency is good. If you're just blogging once a month, that's a good start. Ideally, in a perfect situation, you should be blogging twice a week. But the, I, the actual answer to your question is you need to be blogging consi more consistent and more often than your competitor. That's all it is. So, and there has been tests that's been run in the um, SEO marketing community. And if the maximum uh, amount of results that you can get is if you were to blog twice a week, and to at least 2,000 to 3,000 words per blog. That's a lot. So my best answer for you is as long as you blog more consistently, more often with better content than your competitor in your uh, market, that's basically my answer for you, okay? I'm gonna answer more of these questions in a bit. Let me just jump to the next one. So I wanted to paint a vision for you. Ideally, you wanna have multiple traffic sources coming from maybe someone saw your featured on a blog post, uh, maybe someone searched a specific keyword that landed that they were looking for and your website was ranking on Google. Maybe you posted something on Instagram. You know, having multiple traffic sources to your website is super important and understanding what platforms or where they're coming from so you can optimize it even more is even better. If you can optimize your website according to the platforms and you see that, okay, Instagram, lots of people are coming, but the people from Instagram, they're coming and they're bouncing. Maybe the, they were expecting something else when they get onto your website. Uh, how would you change your website in a way that will will better optimize the traffic that's coming from Instagram, for example? And ideally, you really want to focus on the user experience. A lot of people are not focusing on that. They're focusing on SEO, but SEO has to do with user experience, how the website is developed. Um, so it has to do with the overall health of your, of your website. Work smarter, not harder. Um, if you got just one thing in your business to optimize to the highest degree, in this example, the website, if your website is in the most ideal situation, um, in the most optimized possible way, what would that look like for you and your business? 
Well, one of the results is hopefully more leads without you doing anything more. So you're working smarter, not harder. You invest in something that, that works really well for your business. And it's almost like a fixed cost for your business. It's part of your foundation of your brand and your online presence. And once that is optimized and you, you created something that really works for you, then you don't have to work any harder than you are working right now except maybe to fulfill on uh, your client's needs and to take on those leads. But instead of putting all that time into marketing, you're basically automating the marketing process. And I talked a little bit about results from my past clients. Um, I do logo design, I do website design, I do SEO, but only for clients that I've worked on their website from the past. Um, a lot of times websites, when we relaunch them, they jump up several pages and they start ranking for all these other keywords that now they are, now Google is giving them an opportunity to rank for. So knowing all these new keywords that they're ranking for, they can start writing blog posts, um, to target those specific keywords. Now, the whole idea behind this presentation is what can you do yourself and if you were to get the perfect website by working with a uh, agency or a designer who knows how to develop and has SEO uh, knowledge, you could get a lot of results. And part of it is having that experience. But a side benefit is that you start getting to be very well known in your own market and you started to start it to get all of these like speaking engagements and people referring back to you. So, you know, getting all of this extra PR actually works towards getting your SEO even higher. And, you know, when you get all of this great SEO, you start appearing more in on the search engines. And if search engines are, if you're doing really good in search engines, more PR is gonna come your way and more PR is gonna come your way, your search engine gets, you get ranked even higher. So it's almost like a, um, it feeds right back into itself. You just have to get to that tipping point where you start getting a lot of traction and then it just becomes a cycle feeding upon itself, getting better and better and better. These two um, Instagram posts are both from Boss Babe. Uh, and I pulled them out for, for this presentation because I think it really is true and it's inspiring. This is just something that reminds all of us entrepreneurs that, you know, when I invest in myself, the out outcome is priceless. A year from now, you will be so glad you started today. So you can put in anything in there. Hopefully it gave some inspiration. Let's jump to the next tab. So there are good businesses and there are great businesses. And what I've seen with working with hundreds of winning businesses around the world is that the more niche you are, the better it is. Um, so in my case, I only work with the wedding industry, wedding businesses from all around the world. Um, a little bit more about what I do to better serve my niche, which is the wedding industry. Uh, I am certified in SEO. And what we do differently is that we develop websites from scratch, hand-coded, 
and I a little bit about my career is that I've actually worked in the wedding industry for five years. So I've worked in catering, venues, all in sales positions. So I get to see the brides and and have great conversations and do the selling. Uh, I also work with some famous wedding planners in my market in Toronto. I work with an entertainment company and I work with a decor company. So I really understand the messaging and really understanding uh, how wedding businesses generate their, grow their business, but generate the leads as well. So this is my last screen. Um, this will have all the information about getting the presentation bonus. This is just a quote from my past clients. Alex is our secret weapon. I like to keep myself as a secret. Um, just so your competitors don't all come to me as well. <laughs> so here, uh, definitely take advantage of this. Alex at boutiquewebs.com, subject line, presentation bonus to get the keyword ranking, the keywords that you're ranking for on the top 10 pages of Google, uh, up to 10 websites that are currently linking to your website and a 20 minute SEO strategy session with me. Okay. Uh, let me just keep this up here. Great. Does everybody see the email? You know what? Let me just copy this quickly. And I will put it in the live chat. Okay. I put it in the live chat. If you have any questions, ask now. I'm just going through some of the notes here. Um, okay, great. What's Boss Babe? So Boss Babe is an organization, but I got it from their Instagram account. Just check out Instagram at Boss Babe and you will learn more. I follow them. They have great quotes, they have great content. Do I assist with copy for a website? Like, do I write all the content for the website? Uh, the answer is no. But what I do do is that once the client sends me the content, I will change up some of the content to effectively optimize uh, the content for SEO. So it really depends on uh, the what you're ranking for on Google and where you're ranking for it. And then when you send me the content or when my client sent me the content to build their site, I will change some of the content. And it's almost like a back and forth discussion a little bit between the client and myself. And then we optimize the content to be, to be uh, SEO friendly and optimized for Google. Uh, let's add it to account. Amazing. So I have a blog, but I'm not consistent. Definitely ch challenge yourself. You might want to start small and slowly go into it. Uh, another strategy is that you basically go to coffee shop and write down all the different uh, topics that you might be able to contribute um, in a meaningful way. And so when you need to write your blog post, you just go into that document to look at all the different 
um, topics that you've written down and you just pick one or two and you start writing on it. Okay, there, da, 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 da. Okay, take advantage of that. Okay, it's, it's these two young ladies that are all things business time. Okay, great. It won't go through. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you another email. If that email does not work, you can send it to. I just added it in. This is another. This is another email. If that email doesn't work, just send it to alex at boutiquewebsites.ca. And that definitely would work because I just tested it today. All right. Is there any other questions? I know we went through a lot and some of you might be like, this is way too technical. This presentation is really about the more, is for the more experienced wedding businesses. So I try to make it understandable and digestible. But um, for those businesses that have been around for longer than five years, you probably find more value in this presentation. Okay, paint division. Okay, cool. So amazing. Thank you so much, Sharisa. I know that you will probably do another live after this just to digest the information or anything. Um, Try it over. Uh, if that, okay. Let me know or let Sharisa know if the email doesn't work. That way you can still take advantage of this opportunity to book an appointment with me and we can go from there. And uh, yeah, let me know if you have any questions as well by email. And Sharisa, thank you again for this amazing opportunity to speak to your group. I look forward to potentially in the future talking about other topics and deep diving into, for example, SEO or blog writing or anything online marketing. All right. Have a great night. Have a great evening. And thank you again.